Hey, so thank you for tuning in to Living Out Loud. I'm Cassandra with a K and I'll be your host for today. So today we're going to be talking about Designing Your Life, the book called Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. We are going to jump into chapter four this week, um, but I'm going to do a little recap on chapter two and, uh, and talk a little bit about chapter three and then go from there. Today we have a guest, Jordan Stewart. If you'd like to say hi, you're more than welcome to say hi. Hi, everyone. Awesome. Um, so he's going to be joining us today. We're going to ask him a few questions about the book and what he thought and just some of the things that he's been going through and discoveries that he's had um, throughout the book. So let's get straight into it. So chapter two talked a little bit about building your compass. And I talked about this last week. Um, about building your compass and your work view and your life view. And as you guys know from last week, I talked about my work view and I did that um, and did and just explained what that was. And just for a recap, your work view answers some of the questions of why do you work? What does work mean? And what does what does money have to do with it? And then your life view talks about what your ideas of the world is and how it works. So it answers the questions, what gives life meaning? What makes life worthwhile? Why are we here? How important are your experiences, growth, and fulfillment in life, in your life are? Um, so it answers those different questions. And once you answer those questions, you kind of come up with what they call your true north. So you answer these questions and you develop your work view and your life view to kind of gauge what your path like what path you're on to keep you on a path of of what you desire to do with your life and so how you see work and what what is important to work and what is your life for you and what is important to you and how those things that you value and being able to define these things will kind of come up with your own uh path what they call your true north and you'll be able to use this to kind of gauge where you want to go next and things like that. And so I'm going to ask Jordan, um, can you reflect a little bit about your work view and what, what you came up with when you did yours? Yeah, so I basically came to the conclusion that I do not like to work. Okay. Um, I'm of the mindset that I'm trying to retire as early as possible. But, you know, with reality as it is, um, that's not always possible. So while I have to work, I think that's what it becomes is an obligation. Like, I have to. You mm -hmm. have to survive. You have to do these things. So that's part of the reason why I do the work. Um, but I also understand that on the jobs that I have served on, it's making an impact that becomes important gotcha. for me. So as long as the job is fulfilling and I feel like I'm helping people, because that's the line of work that I feel I've been called to do, if that aligns with it and I can make my coin at the same time, we're on good terms and we can go from there. So okay. That would be the work view outlook, I think. Okay. And did you have time to do your life view? Yeah. So life view, um, it goes back to, like I said, finding meaning and purpose. I think my purpose for the world um, is to experience it, to explore it, to mm -hmm. try and discover what's happening on the other side of the world, yeah. you know? Um, and not just only conforming to my box or my location. Um, I think when we're talking about a compass, it's like you can use that to travel anywhere navigate, yeah. and navigate different spaces and meet new people and understand new cultures. And I think that's what we're here in the world um, to do. Now, I did also include, you know, the things that are important to me, so as I'm navigating these steps, understanding how family is important to me, how friendships are important to me, um, but also being everything that my creator has designed me 
to be. Nice. So as long as that is in the forefront, everything else is good in my book. Cool beans. It sounds to me that like life for you can be an adventure. Mm-hmm. It's one big adventure. Mm-hmm. And to discover what life has out there for you. And then with work being the thing that you want to make an impact with, right? And you want to really make an impact while you're living this life. And so the next thing that it talked about in the book was how does your life view and your work view either you know, work together or how do they contrast? Mm -hmm. And so what would you say? Do they work together? Does one trump the other? What do you think? Um, I think at my core, the life view is definitely more important. Okay. You know, I feel like, you know, jobs can come and go. You can be on one one day and gone the next. So I don't necessarily put my full dependence in that. Mm -hmm. Um, But understanding that each leg of the journey is forming this life view is forming what I believe my creator has designed me gotcha. to become. Gotcha. Very nice. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I appreciate you on that. So that was life view. And that's and that's an example of what a life view is and a work view can be. So if you're trying to figure out what your life view is and your work view is and trying to come up with your compass, just take some time to answer those questions. Why do you work? What is important to you? Why do you live? What is important to you? What is supreme? Um, and the things that guide you throughout your life. And think of those questions and answer those questions honestly. And then you'll be able to kind of come up with your own compass and be able to to navigate through your life and, and do things like that. So that was chapter two. Now moving into chapter three. Chapter three talks about this idea called wayfinding. Now, when it, when I heard it the first time when I was reading it, I was like, what are they talking about? But it kind of answers the questions. If you have you ever felt like you were following the path? that someone else gave you or chose for you? Have you ever felt like that? If you've ever felt like that, then you've probably never wayfinded your way forward in your life. Now, wayfinding takes these two ideas of engagement and energy, and it helps you figure out how to move forward in your life in doing a real life assessment to be able to know where you want to go next and what you want to do and what you want to be doing. Um, so what they do with engagement. So they take engagement and it says when you are active and focused and having fun at what you are doing, that's what you write down. So what you are engaged in, it, it, it's self-explanatory. The things that you are really truly engaged in. And then having high levels of engagement versus having low levels of engagement. And being able to gauge yourself in doing those things. And so asking the question, what is my level of engagement in a certain activity? Then very similar to energy. What what energizes you like leaves you with energy or leaves you with a lack of energy when you do that 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 activity so let's say you are going to the grocery store and you are picking up items from the grocery store and that that might be very invigorating to you so you would put a high level of energy for that um, specific activity and then you would ask yourself engagement maybe you are truly engaged in that activity picking up the items looking at your list counting up the price and how much you spent so far. So now you're truly engaged. And so it took a lot of engagement to be able to conquer that activity. And so that's what you did. And so you write this down in what they call your good time journal. Now this journal includes an activity log and a reflection journal, uh, and a reflection journal portion of this log. 
in this um, journal, what you would do is, and they have um, in the book, they have like an example of how you can like write it down, which is pretty cool, um, and, and different gauges and stuff and different pictures that you can kind of actually put your arrows and things on. So if you don't have the book, you need to get the book. But anyway, um, so what you'll do is you'll take your activity and you'll pick an activity throughout your day and you'll do this at least twice a week. Um, you don't have to do it every day for every activity that you're a part of. But you'll take your activity and then you'll write that down. And then on the right side of it, you'll put your engagement level, whether it was high or low or in between or somewhere in between. And then you'll take your energy level and see if it was high or low or somewhere in between. Now, what I found that in the book that you can have multiple energy levels. So like, let's say you are at an office meeting, right? And sometimes those meetings leave you with a little bit of energy and you're feeling like really drained. And then sometimes if you may be the presenter in those meetings, then you feel really energized afterwards so you can put a high level of energy or a low level of energy now the main reason why you do this and that this is what i love about this tool that they're giving us um is that it's supposed to show you the different things that you are engaged in doing and the things that you enjoy doing. Um, and I think that if we never take the time to do this reflection, then you never really see what you enjoy doing um, and so, or what you hate doing. And they gave an example of a guy in the book um, and I don't remember the full example that they gave, but they gave an example of a guy who did this and realized that because he at first he thought that he didn't like working with people. And then once he did this engagement or this good time journal, he realized that it wasn't the people that he didn't like in, uh, in interacting with. It was the administrative work that he didn't like to do. But he still loved working with people and helping people solve problems, but he didn't like doing the administrative work. And so that's what it was. And once he was able to get down to the nitty gritty of what it was, then he was able to increase his activity and things that he enjoyed doing and then when it came to doing the things that he didn't like doing he either gave himself rewards for doing those things or just did a different came up with a different tactic of accomplishing those uh, tasks so they would get done still they would still get done um, but that he would still find some type of enjoyment in doing them and or changing his profession um, and seeing that he don't, doesn't want to do that anymore, wants to do something different, but taking the time to truly reflect. Um, and then they have this idea called flow. When you're in your flow, and your flow is when you are in moments of, of true clarity, um, peace. It seems as if time stands still or time just flies by without even knowing and you're just having so much fun or you're just truly at peace and so you are in with they, what they call your flow and ideally you would like to have a lot of your activities be consumed with flow but the reality is that life just doesn't work that way right um and so you have to find those moments when you are in your flow and then try to keep continue to do more of those activities um so that's the the good time journal and i'm really excited about the journal i haven't started mine just yet i'm supposed to start it you're supposed to do it for about three weeks and then kind of go from there and be able to do the the reflection um but i haven't started mine yet but jordan has started his as i can see and so we're going to ask jordan to go through one of his activities and then we're going to flow through it and not flow through it but do the good time journal and see some of the reflections that he's come up with and before i ask him to do that the other part of the reflection is what they call the a e i o u 
rule or method. And the AEIOU method takes these different components and allows you to ask more questions and to go deeper in your reflections. And so the A stands for activities, the E stands for environments, the I stands for interactions, the O stands for objects, and the U stands for users. So the activities, what activities were you actually doing? What were you doing in that? The environment, what was around you? when you were doing this this activity were you in a field were you were you outside were you by yourself um what kind of place was it and how did it make you feel and then the interactions what were you doing what were you interacting with was it people was it a machine was it activities i mean was it an inanimate object what were you uh, interacting with and then objects the o um were you interacting with objects or devices like an iPad or a smartphone? And what did that make you feel? And how did it make you feel engaged and things of that nature? And then lastly, the you for users is, um, were there any other people involved in your interaction and how did that make you feel? So we're gonna go through an, um, an event with Jordan and just to kind of talk about what it looks like to do your uh, good time journal. So Jordan, give us uh, an, an event. Yeah, so I, I felt that the best way <clears throat> to do this was to let the week pass and then reflect on that week prior. Oh, okay. So I'm talking about last week. Last week was really busy. I felt like I was fully immersed in all the activities that I have going on in my life all in one week. So it gave me a taste of what each sort of looked like. But particularly, I want to highlight, I started working, um, doing drama therapy workshops last week. So I was able to um, have a process of learning more about drama therapy at the beginning of the week and then having two opportunities to implement it on my own. Okay. Um, and what I found was that they went over very well. Um, the first one, um, it was my first time, so, you know, there was like a little nerves here and there, but I felt like overall coming into a new space and interacting with people in a creative way that was through embodied practice and drama exercises was like me really sitting in that flow. Okay. And so then coming to the end of the week and trying it again with a different group of people, um, I found that the only difference was that I was really nervous about how many people were actually going to attend. And so that became my focus. But once I, I had to have a moment where I stepped away, took in some air, and was like who is here is here yeah and once i operated and began to use that as my lens it went over very well nice um and what i've noticed in those spaces was the environment but also the people i know that there was a support system of people okay and i think that became important for this type of work nice you know knowing that there are people who really understood my vision and came out of their way on a friday night just to be in that community and be in that space. Okay. So I think um, having those supportive people was really important for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you say your level of energy was yeah. leaving that space or even going into that space? Yeah. So on both, I put that my energy exceeded the positivity. Okay. Um, yeah. It was It was extreme when I left that space. I felt like I I completed the task. I felt like I made some connections, you know, and even having a turnaround of some people who attended on Tuesday at the workshop showed up at the Friday one. Mm -hmm. People I had never met. Yeah. So knowing like that is the impact that I'm making. Okay. So it's positive. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then your level of engagement. Yeah. And on both the engagement, I mean, it required a lot of uh, out of me, you know, it was a lot of preparation, 
um, prior to, but even in the space, um, knowing that I had to lead, you know, and that's what I've noticed even in all of my activities throughout the week, like leadership, that was a, a, a strong reflection that I had was okay. that I'm in spaces where I'm leading people and having spaces to create. There's only one space where I'm not necessarily the leader, mm-hmm. but the other spaces give me space to try things out to do that now how do you how do you like that how do you like being the leader yeah I mean I enjoy it um I think it's it's a I'm a creative so it gives me space to create okay and knowing that I don't have any stipulations anything that holds me back and that's what I loved about the drama exercises well the workshops I can literally create it how I wanted didn't have any guidelines didn't have any all I had was time constraints from this time to this time but in this time as you said it felt like the time went by so quickly nice. because we were constantly being engaged and talking and conversation and moving and all of those things. Okay. Now, doing your journal this week, did you find any activities that left you with low energy or low engagement? Yeah, I actually did. Um, there's one area in my life that um, I think I do just because I have to. Okay. Um, and not necessarily have to. I think it's just something that I've committed to and I've decided that in this season I was going to keep my commitments okay um but it does require a lot of energy out of me but there's low engagement on my end when it comes to it okay Mm -hmm. it's very demanding and draining but I know that when I go into that space I don't really give my 100% self okay because simply I don't necessarily have to Okay. So I think if I don't, if if it doesn't require a lot out of me, I'm just here. What do you need me to do? We keep it moving. Okay. Um, but I've noticed um, as I was jotting it down that on both ends, because I, you know, I do this a couple of times a week. Um, it just wasn't something that I think even needed to remain on the list. Mm. So those are things that I'm reflecting upon now. It's like why? You okay. Know, why are you doing this? those types of things okay and so are you able to see like career path Mm -hmm. versus hobby versus extracurricular activity right right? are you able to see those different lines kind of start to i mean granny going in for a week right right? but just to kind of see how those lines are lining up Mm -hmm. i think it, it yeah it's definitely becoming clear um i think i have finally found a career path and what i've had to come to real to realize is that there are certain areas that although we may want to put them as profession and declare them as profession that sometimes it's okay that they are our hobbies mm-hmm. and there are other things and I think that comes with life exploration okay and really seeing what the world has to offer you know that just because you grew up in something and were raised in that and trained in that and you eat breathe sleep that like that's right. what my life was in this particular area that it doesn't necessarily have to be the end-all be-all and that's the only thing that I do. Yeah. Um, but finding that thing and finding ways to merge those things. Right. And how right. those, and how whatever the grounding I got in that supports this next level. You know, because I believe that, you know, we just need to keep achieving higher and going higher and higher and this is a step that leads to the next, that leads to the next, that leads to the next. Perfect. Perfect. And I think that leads us into the next chapter of the book that talks about ideas, yeah. right? So the next chapter of the book is chapter four and it's called Getting Unstuck. Uji. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, when I saw this, the title of this chapter, I was just like, I cannot wait to read it because I'm so stuck. I'm stuck in my ideas. I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to share a little bit about my story, um, 
I want to do this public speaking thing as if you are listening then you know that this is what I desire to do um but I don't know how to get started I don't know where to go and like who I'm supposed to talk to how do I do it do I go back to school do I not go back to school do I have enough energy do I have enough time to sit down and get it all together and be uh productive get my podcast out there and put it on every social media platform do a YouTube channel do a Facebook live like ah Right. And I don't want to get overwhelmed. So in this chapter, it talks about coming up with many different ideas. It says that as a designer, we don't go with the first idea. We shouldn't fall in love with that first idea. And it says something to the tune of like, when you have an idea, then the endorphins in your mind just kind of go off and just say, this is the best idea. This is what you're supposed to go with. And this is what you're supposed to do. And you get stuck on that idea. And that's the kind of idea that that's what, that's what they're talking about as far as getting stuck. You get stuck in that first idea and you think that's the best thing. You can't do anything else. You don't want to do anything different. Right. And and instead of just instead of coming up with many different ideas, then that way you have the opportunity to choose the best idea or choose the next best thing or whatever the case may be. And so I thought that was really cool. And so I was wondering for you, as far as your your planning process, because you have a lot of things coming up and things that you're doing. Um, how, how are you going about laying those ideas down and choosing the best idea? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been tasked. <laughs> by someone to actually write these things down. Okay. So I think that really becomes important is like getting back to pen and paper. Okay. Because, you know, computers and devices, they're all great. I'm all for them. But there is something tangible about writing your vision and making it plain. Yeah. And really seeing it out and knowing that you were held accountable for what you wrote on the paper. Right. This is right. your writing. This is your style, your flow. Um, and so I began doing that. And just really writing down pros and cons and what makes sense. Um, writing everything down. Every idea that I have, everything. You okay. have to write it down, write it down, write it down. Okay. And then really process that thing. You know, a lot of people I've come in contact with over this year who have, you know, taken different routes and knowing when to leave something and when to start a new chapter. Um, it's a transitional season mm-hmm. that a lot of people are in. And transitions are rough. They really are rough. Yeah. But... The thing that you have to know is that if it's for you, it will be for you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think in our heart, we know when we need to do something. Yeah. And so when you need to do something, you don't, you have to go and do it. Well, you are speaking to me because <laughs> Lord knows when I think about public speaking, it's just like, I got to do it, yeah. you know? And I, and I think that I have a message, but I'm so afraid that my message won't be clear enough, mm-hmm. right? That people don't want to hear. But so, so often people have said, cause sometimes you have a story, you have something to say, go and do it. Mm-hmm. And I get afraid. And the book talks about not be, having the freedom to create and be creative, mm-hmm. right? And it talks about the prefrontal cortex and about how in our mind that's the thing that stops us from like lashing out or you know keeping ourselves together and looking you know uh, professional in front of other people right and not going quote unquote crazy in front of other people and so we thank God for our prefrontal cortex but sometimes it has the 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 ability to stop us from from getting the idea out in the first place, right? And so we need to be able, like you said, write it, write it down, get it on paper, have the pros and cons list, right? And, and get those ideas out to just be able to see what it is that you can 
at least dream up at least right and have those ideas and have those 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 images in your mind or whatever you want to desire to do have them and have them on paper and then go for them or at least choose from them right right um i think that we have so many things in our minds that we don't allow to come out so often that we stay stuck and that's what it's talking about you know we stay stuck and so the next part of the book and i won't get into that because i want to save that for next time because we're coming to a close right now um but it talks about mind mapping and taking the time to actually map out take an idea and then like and for an example being outdoors take that idea and then put some secondary connections to that idea so whether it be hiking or camping or cooking outside or nature or exercising or surfing or things like that and taking so taking the things that you desire to do writing those ideas down and then making some connections to those ideas and seeing how big those ideas can become you have so infinite many things that you can do and the, the, the things you desire to do and so I think that's going to be a fun um, tool that they've given us mm-hmm. to be able to do next um, for this next chapter of the book to kind of come up with some new ideas about what we want to do next with our lives because this whole book the whole bu- the premise of this book is to design your life and to show you that you do have the authority and the power to come up with what it is you want to do with your life and that you don't have to sit back and wait for something to tell you what to do or tell you how to do what you want to do right and so I'm, that's why I'm excited about the book in the first place because it's like, A, I'm not a big reader. So this book is like some hundred pages long, uh, 200 and something pages long, and I'm only on page 60 something. But I'm excited about this book because it's just like the hope of knowing that I can design my life. I can come up with a way of not staying stuck, not being complacent, find a way to to order my finances and get that up and going and making sure that I'm stable and have a solid ground to stand on and not just wavering whatever the wind may blow me and I'm just kind of going because that's my track record I just kind of go where the wind blows but I want to be a little bit more stand like stand stand firm on what it is that I'm doing so I'm excited about the book what is your feedback about the book so far yeah I think it's definitely like you said it's like a blueprint for designing your life but it doesn't necessarily say this is the way yeah it gives you examples of other people who have taken the journey through the book and what their outcomes have been Mm -hmm. but i think also learning for from experts people who study this thing these people are engineers they understand what designing looks like yeah and how to produce the product yeah and so now tailoring that to your life and your goals and your visions and all those things i think is inspiring and i think if people are in a in a space of transition and not knowing what is next. Know one, that that's okay, yeah. that you don't know. Mm-hmm. But two, take practical steps so that you can know. Yeah. And this is one way of doing so. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. So much for being a part of this podcast episode. I appreciate it. And hopefully we'll have you back since you are reading the book. Yes, and definitely. we'll get you some, some more input on what, 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 what your thoughts are about the book. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Living Out Loud. Um, tonight, at w- this night, Wednesday, um, I will be going live on my Facebook page, Cassandra with a K, all one word. So tune in. It's going to be at 7.30 tonight, this Wednesday. Um, it will be great to have you guys to come on. We'll be discussing more about Chapter 4, going into the mind mapping and the rest of Chapter 4 and what it's talking about. And I would love to start a dialogue with you all and just kind of discuss what what are you guys thinking? What 
are some of your ideas? What are you what are you working towards? Just to kind of build that community of conversation. So I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks. Peace.